Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending January 24th, 2020. I'm Puneet Tiara, and I'm joined by Senior Investment Strategist Paul Eidelman. Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning, Puneet. So there are a couple things I wanted to get your thoughts on today. Firstly, the big headline in the news this week was the virus in China. It would be really helpful just to understand what we can expect in terms of the impact in the markets that we should expect to see both domestically and internationally. And secondly, we're about a couple weeks into earnings season. It'd be great to get an update just on how the corporate environment looks. And then lastly, if we could just get any information on recent data releases relating to the international economy. Mm -hmm. So just starting off with the virus, what should we be concerned about and maybe what should we be less concerned about? Yeah, I think this um, virus that's developing in China has a lot of investor attention and is driving some volatility and anxiety in financial markets. Um, it's something we have to care about as a, a downside risk to the outlook in an extreme and in an Armageddon-type uh, scenario of a widespread pandemic. It could be quite disruptive to the global business cycle. Uh, thus far, um, while we are seeing some broadening of infection uh, and some uh, pickup in, in fatalities, thus far it's pretty contained and, and more or less following the playbook of uh, the SARS epidemic from early 2003. That was obviously a a, a quite uh, troubling and and damaging uh, development for uh, the region around uh, China and Hong Kong. It also caused some uh, disruption and downward pressure in financial markets in the region. We saw the Hong Kong equity market index, for example, sell off 10 to 15 percent in the first few months of 2003. We saw selling pressure in emerging market FX. And so this is, I think, a risk factor that we need to think about. Um, But ultimately, I think the lesson from SARS as well is that if the disease ultimately is contained, uh, there's an opportunity for financial markets to bounce back very quickly and for economic conditions to normalize very quickly as well. And so I think this is on our radar as a a risk factor now uh, that we need to think about here in the next couple of months of 2020. Um, From an investment perspective, if we were to see, I think, enough selling pressure um, and still had Uh, the confidence that we do in in the global economic trajectory that could potentially present itself as a buying opportunity. But I think for now, it's just a risk factor that we need to keep on our radar. That's very helpful context and maybe something we'll continue watching through the coming weeks. But moving on a little bit more to the traditional indicators of overall economic health, corporate earnings season is a couple weeks um, kind of ramped up and just it would be great to to get your thoughts on where we are. A couple of weeks ago, Chief Investment Strategist Eric Ristabin shared that the bar had been lowered for this earnings season. Mm-hmm. Have companies jumped over that bar or have they raised it or lowered it? Yeah, I think we're, we're tracking over that low bar. The consensus expectation was for another negative earnings growth outcome in the United States, basically four quarters in a row throughout the duration of 2019. And what we're seeing now is still pretty early. About 20 percent of U.S. companies have reported uh, 70% of them are beating expectations. So we are kind of clearing that, that very low bar. Um, I think Megan Roach talked about some financial uh, companies doing quite well last week. We're starting to get some early signs and early reads from the U.S. technology sector uh, this week with reports from both Intel and IBM beating expectations. So I think that's a welcome sign. Um, and next week is going to be the, the really, really key one because there we're getting the really large mega cap technology stocks like Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, etc. Um, they're obviously a major component of the index. And I think that's going to be a, a key whether or not they're able to beat or 
or not lofty expectations for those businesses. And that'll probably drive the market direction uh, from here in the very short term. And then maybe moving on to a little bit more of an international perspective yeah. on the economic side, any recent data releases that you uh, you feel comfortable discussing and maybe want to give us an update on how it affects the overall outlook? Yeah, I think probably um, the key one this week is we're starting to get the sort of early reads on how the global economy is performing for the month of January. So. Um, we got this morning uh, flash purchasing manager indices for the United States, Europe, and Japan. And pretty much across the board, we're seeing some tentative signs that after a, a pretty significant and prolonged period of manufacturing weakness, uh, that that global business cycle and industrial activity is actually turning a bit more positive here uh, in at the start of 2020. Um, and that's kind of in line with our expectation and what we wrote about in our annual outlook. I think with the pressure coming away from uh, the U.S.-China trade war. Um, that had been, I think, in our view, the catalyst for a lot of the slowing in global manufacturing. Uh, we've seen a little bit of a bounce in business confidence, and we're now starting to see a little bit of a bounce in some of these hard data and, and business surveys as it relates to economic activity as well. And so I think our outlook for 2020, even though we're late in the cycle, is that there is some potential for stronger uh, economic and earnings fundamentals here in the short term. So this idea of a mini cycle, even though we're, we're late in the economic cycle. Great. So cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Good. Well, on that note, I think that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for your insights and for joining us. Yeah, thanks. And thank you. We look forward to seeing you next week.